0: Good morning. This is flowing. I can't hardly. Good morning. But you know, I guess I better be comfortable and not have to leave my seat. Although I may have to leave you in the middle here for a, a quick break. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. I'll leave you
1: in charge. That's okay. We can we can we can pass the baton back and forth and you know get you a little respite in the middle of this amazing day that you're putting together.
0: <laughs> can you believe how far we've come, like from the first time when I tried to do it in my yard before? you know, before internet streaming live was really appropriate because I didn't have the tools or technology to a little bit each year. And that the fact that we are on Facebook live, a hundred or plus people watching us live, thousands of people going to see this afterwards. It is
1: such an honor. Yeah. It's so, I was thinking about that and how beautiful the evolution, even just of our connection has been. And you know, some of you who've been with us through the years know that Renee and I met through an author competition, um, which was just a beautiful way for spiritual people to connect. And like watching how each person that we know from that group has evolved in ways that what our original topic for our books and all that had nothing to do with. So it's just how spirit, how the wind, how all of that moves us is so just amazing so yeah that was such a beautiful
0: that was such a beautiful moment in time that we had that cooperation and you know my editor um, one of my editors for Winds of Spirit we actually met in that group and I used to find him so annoying I don't know if he knows this but (laughs) like what is Mr. Love doing in this group and every day he's in such a like positivity I I don't I must have something to work out with positivity but (laughs) And he's a really fast friend over the years and he still straightens out my words because they come out they come out from the wind. Let's just get real. Yeah. And then half the time they don't make any sense. But when people read the book, they say, well, it reads like poetry and that's because of Raven. And, and so if you're listening, yeah. Raven, blessings. And uh, so Carol, I'm um, not sure what you have in store for us today but I'm excited to
1: find out well what i thought i'd do you know all of us have things that speak to us as we go along the journey and one of the things i think you've already covered a number of times as you've talked with people about this i am symposium and as you were you know gathering the fire tenders yesterday and all that. Is you know, we get to choose how we source and I think when I caught the tail end of what you were talking about with Deborah and it's that thing, like right now we may not know the plan. We may not know how this is all going to work but we get to choose what we source from and as shaman practitioners as light workers as spiritual beings. That's one of the things that we, you know, have to remember is every day we're choosing what energies we're sourcing from. So one of the things that I loved, years ago, I was studying the chumpy stones in the um, Incan cosmology, the Caro cosmology. And the chumpy stones, for those who aren't familiar, are these little carved stones that come from, that are uh, tied to a number of traditions. And one of the traditions that's tied in here is their connection to the Pleiades and their connection to what they call the seven mamas of the Pleiades. And those seven mamas like came in when I learned about them and they came into my heart and they have been informing me since. So I thought what I would do is do a little blessing teaching from those mamas on how we can source and pull down energies. I mean, you know about Sami and the pure energy. Your cats even name Sami. And you know how we source from the purest energy. In the Cairo, um cosmology, the Pleiades is called the Kolka. And the Kolka means the granary or the storehouse. And the Inca were really successful because they were able to do agriculture and store seeds and store food for the future. But this idea that there's somewhere in the universe that the source of all that light and all the love and all the pure things we want to embody is stored and that we can reach up and connect with that or we can call that in just lights me up as you can tell i'm kind of excited about this so what i thought i'd do is i do the blessing first and then whatever time we have we can talk about what you experience we can talk about going deeper about these mamas and what i've experienced or who knows what will come after we call them in does that seem like a Uh, a plan for you (laughs) you always have the greatest
0: plan i never worry about it because you always come up with something beautiful and something brilliant
1: okay so what i'm going to invite everybody to do is just um be in that place of receptivity and as i describe the seven mamas you know see if that's an energy that you really need because maybe you only right now resonate with three of the seven and you wanna call and hold that energy. So just be in that receptive place of like, oh, I'm listening, I'm receiving what's offered. I'm noticing how it resonates in my body. And I'm just gonna invite everyone who's on the call or right now watching streaming or watching later Just to be in a place of curiosity. You know, this may or may not be your thing. You know, the wind's called to Renee, the mama's called to me, and it may be something else for you, but just be in the place of curiosity and receptivity. So I'm gonna just take a moment to get out of my talky brain and into the more ceremonial brain so I can call them in. And I'm gonna do that for this purpose with those. Now we need to stay cool. Join us today. Be with us. Come, fill our hearts with your light, with your love. Join us at our virtual fire. Teach us what we need to know today. And the first mama we're calling in is called Mama Pacha. And the Pacha is a life cycle or an era, and in one lifetime we live many, many Pachas. We live many eras where there's childhood and school, there's different jobs we've been, there's, you know, if you're a parent when your kids are young versus when your kids are an adult. So we're gonna talk to the mother of time and space and how we walk in time and space. So I call upon Mama Pacha for my brothers and sisters here gathered to help us resolve anything that's previously working from a previous pacha, a trauma, a undone, a could have, would have, should have, so that we may be fully present today. Come with us, Mama. Help us to work in this pacha so that we are totally open to fulfill our missions, to fulfill our purpose. Fill us with the seeds of your pure energy. Stream your light to us, Mama Pacha, and so that we can walk elegantly our path, so that that light fills those undones, those regrets, and brings us fully into this present moment with all of our power. The next mama is called Mama Kaipa and Mama Kaipa is about vigor and strength. She's about your bioenergetics. So anybody who's feeling tired, anybody who's struggling with an illness, anybody who needs the strength to get up whatever proverbial mountain you're, you're, you're walking, you know, the energetic strength, but also the emotional strength and the vigor to tackle whatever it is that you personally are being invited to address in your life. And we call upon Mama Kaipa now to help us heal, to be well, to align with health, energy, vitality. Come Mama Kaipa, come, bring us your light, the energy that feeds our energy our vitality, our strength, give us the energy to face the day and any challenges we face today. And you may notice these different mamas affecting your body differently, your energy differently. You may notice some give you chills, some, you know, may make you mushy or emotional and just be with what you feel as we go through each one the third mama is called mama Wau, and mama Ru is is the one of fire and passion and determination you know sometimes we get disconnected from our passions we forget what our child self thought was amazing about life and we get down in the mundane of taking care of, you know, the task of daily living. So we're called upon Mama Raihu right now to help us feed the fires of our passions, to help us see that our dreams and goals can have a fire or an energy behind them. That we have the devotion and discipline to our visions, to our callings, so we call Mama Rauna. calm Mama Rauna. Help us to remember our soul's calling and to light the energy that can move us on that path with a connection to the soul fire, the determination and passion that we were born with. Help us fill up. Connect us so that we know we're not doing this alone. Come Mama Rama Mama Rabu. Mm. The next mama is Mama Waku. And Mama Waku is about the stillness, the silence, the listening. I often think of her as the winter solstice mama because that time, if you are somewhere where there is snow, I grew up in Midwest near Chicago. So that place where after the snow lays over everything and there's that silence and it's so peaceful. So we call Mama Waku in to help us have a relationship with silence, with stillness, with listening, with being in that place where we can set aside the chatter of our monkey mind and our hearts, where we're trying to figure out how we can heal our heart and into the stillness of just being with the fact that maybe our heart has some wounds and the stillness to being what our body wants to tell us and the stillness to be able to listen to what spirit needs to tell us or wants to tell us. We invite Mama Waku to be with us and gift us with the energetic seeds that make us wise and capable to sit in stillness with whatever is going on, to observe, to listen, to be one with stillness so that we can listen to the whispers of our soul and the whispers of the spirit world and to discern what is our path. Help us slow down and be present with the softer voices. You know, spirit oftentimes whispers. We get, let us hear the whispers first so we don't need the two by four over the head. Thank you, Mama Waku, for coming, for helping us to slow down, plant the seeds of peace and stillness of a quiet winter night. Thank you, Mama Amalaku. The next mama is the one that I think is, I think she's the primary mama, but I don't know that the other mamas would agree. Mama Oku. Mama OQ is about compassion and love. She's the benefactor energy. She's the one who has our back, who is the caretaker, the protector. And she's the one that we can call upon to heal our hearts and to bring love into any situation to beam that pure seed of love into a workplace, into a family situation where there might be just some discord. I love calling upon Mama Waku before I have to have a difficult conversation with anybody so that my heart and that is reseeded with that beautiful light of compassion and love. Calm, <clears throat> mm, Mama Oku. Come, bring us your seeds of compassion, of love, of tenderness, of caretaking. Help us to grow the love within us so that we may be vehicles and expressions of love in the world. Beam your energy to all who suffer or whose hearts are living in darkness, that they may be comforted and feel the shift of being connected to love within. Mama (sighs) Oku. The next mama is Mama Sumac. And Mama Sumac is all about beauty, inspiration. She's the muse. She's the one that helps us call in our muses, the energy of that, that old connection to inspiration and helps us see beauty in the world. You know, sometimes it's hard to see the beauty in the tough stuff until you get way far away from it. And we can call upon Mama Sumac to help us see the beauty now. Or remind us that there's beauty in everything so that maybe we can't see it, but we can hold the potential for it to be revealed to us. Mama Sumac, Mama Sumac, come. Bring us the connection to seeing beauty. Connect us to the muses of creativity and inspiration. Help us find the creative solutions for our problems, our challenges. Help us add beauty to the world, help us to be those beings of light that where we go, we are adding beauty. We are inspiring others by walking our path. If we are called to be actual artists, writers, painters, um, we ask Mama Sumac to be with us as we pursue our art but there's also life as art and your life is your art. So we call upon Mama Sumac for all gathered to infuse us with that beauty, with that inspiration, with that connection to our own creativity and the creativity of the sacred. As creators, we are acting out the sacredness of life, our ability to create. So we call upon Mama Sumac to remind us of our own connection and to fuel our connection to that creativity. <sighs> Mama Sunak, Mama Sunak. Come, Mama Sunak, infuse our hearts, be with us. Yes, bring us your light. re infuse us with the joy of creating as we did as children, where there was no judgment, where that we just created with joy. Help us to live that joy of seeing the world with new eyes, new possibilities. Thank you, Mama Sumak, for bringing us that light, that love. And the last of the seven mamas is called Mama Pilko. And Mama Pilko relates to the term headwaters or source or portal or gateway. And she's kind of the keeper of you know that place from where the energy of the divine flows so we call upon mama pilko to help us journey to that source to be connected to the headwaters of all the flow of life and to remind us that there is always a connection there is always a flow to us and that sometimes we're the ones who cut off the flow or other times we just feel dinette, disconnected from the flow and we need to step back into the flow. And we call upon Mama Pilko to remind us and to see those seeds within us that remind us that we are always connected. And by getting quiet and journeying or praying or doing a fire ceremony or whatever your ceremonial or prayer thing is that we can come back to the headwaters to the purest source, to the spring of life. So we call upon Mama Pilko. (sighs) Mama Pilko, Mama Pilko. You who sit at the headwaters, beam us your energy, teach us the connection, be with us as we are in constant reminder and connection of that we choose what energies we source from. Help us to source from the brightest light, the brightest love, to get to the spring of that energy, so that we may see any heavy energy around us as just energy that we, as light beings, as practitioners, need to address and move on and bring light into that situation. So help us connect deeply to the source, Mama Pilko. Mama Pilko. Thank you, Mama Pilko, so much for reminding us that we came from the stars, that we came from this divine universe. There's nothing within this universe that's not within us. And helping us to reinforce our connection to that source. We call upon the collective seven mamas the wise mothers, the grandmothers, our ancestors, to stand with the mamas of the Pleiades, the mamas of the Kolka, to surround us in this understanding of creativity and connection to source, to help us pull down the purest seeds of energy when we feel like our energy has been muddied by daily life. And that happens to all of us. So we call upon them to bring us light, to patch, to bring our personal bits of darkness to the light so we can see it and we can acknowledge it and not beat ourselves up for it, but know that at every moment we choose what energy we source from. And we need that collective, the collective of the fire here where we can join hands on our path, the collective of knowing that we have so much spirit with us. So many helpers, whether you call them angels, whatever way you connect with the beings of light, with the beings sourcing energies, whether it's the mamas or not, let's just sit with us for a minute with your seeds of light. We've called in the seeds of light from from the kolka, from the Pleiades. Now you just sit for a moment and call in your seeds. Call for reinforcements. Call for the sacred to join you in your body in this moment to feed your energy centers. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the mamas of the colco, to the teachers, to the sacred that is flowing right now in this moment. Um, I don't know what you experienced, Renee, but um, I got some peeps and some chills around me here as I was working through that. How did. I was in and
0: out. I, like I yeah. said, I, I was taking the time to answer in Facebook feeds and things like uh-huh. that. Uh Um, I'm going to listen to all of these later because I just can't go into ceremony and come out and do technical things.
1: Yeah, I totally (laughs) understand that. You know, I think the thing that's most important um, is the reminder that we always can return to repurify and to repull in a higher level of energy. And where we start Um, and what energy we can hold and you know I learned some things early on in my shamanic training and they didn't resonate at with me at all and I couldn't figure out how to make them in my practice because I wasn't ready to hold that energy and then you know I revisited it a couple years later and I'm like wow I understand this now and it feeds me now in a way that I didn't before so um For me, the idea that we can reach up somewhere in the heaven and, you know, ask the sacred to come, you know, bring us a higher quality of light, a higher quality of being. And in the times of darkness in our lives or the times of physical darkness, like the um, solstice, I think it's really important to remember that there's light in here already. There's a fire within already and that we by our actions and by who we connect with both personally, day-to-day and our spirit connections like the wind, we call in connections that can feed our flame. And Absolutely. We that's did what the journey for bringing down the moon journey Uh huh.
0: or in the become a wind alchemist class. And so when I took people into the cave last week and the, that the light from the moon was lighting up their way through the cave because, you know, in the, that in that week time that went from a full moon to a very dark dark moon, and also remember though it's a summer solstice for some people. So Jorge yeah. Delgado is coming on later today to talk about you know honoring uh, grandfather son. So. It's dark for us, light for some of you. We we embrace us all for this experience.
1: Yeah, and exactly. And and you know, sometimes when we're in the the bright of the summer, we we take summer and the sun for granted. So it's like whatever version of light you're cultivating and dealing with in your journey and the cyclical journey of the seasons it's always nice to take that moment and go, this is where I am. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me that what happens in our seasons is reflected in our lives, you know, and sometimes we're in, you know, that darker place. And sometimes all of our stuff is being shown on us by a big spotlight. And we're going, oh yeah, that's all my stuff. So it's just about developing a relationship. And I think a little bit of humor about, oh, here's, here's where I am. Oh, there you are again, my old friend reminding me that, you know, this journey is never done and I'm, I can weave, you know, more light into my being. I can figure out what the heavy things I am carrying, release them to the fire and, you know, be in that Um, infinite relationship of light and connection and um, a relationship to the idea that how we were born has some keys to our our journey, but we get to choose our journey and create, co-create with spirit at each step. So how we choose to hold the light and what we choose to do while we're on the path of oh I didn't know I'd end up here you know (laughs) this is not where I thought this was not my plan but each time we get asked to reinvent we get a new pacha we get a new era and we get to choose what light we hold so I totally
0: agree with that but sometimes we're not in the capacity to choose because we still have those broken fragments and so that's one of the things you'll get to keep hearing all day today is you know, how can you choose? How can you, you know, how can you heal yourself enough to do that? And, and this is one of the reasons we do this Winter Solstice I Am Symposium. And, and trust me, because I'm at the other end of it, I receive a lot of emails from people who are frustrated at me and frustrated at the team or the one Facebook group that won't share this because it's self-promotion. And it's just like we, we are standing at a precipice where we all need to come together that we believe in nature and that if we're broken or strong or whatever that we are all standing in a circle together it doesn't really matter it's just about how we can hold hands the best that we can in this moment
1: that absolutely and you know we do what we can when we can and i think there is nothing so beautiful as someone who is vulnerable enough to admit right now i'm struggling you know because because sometimes in our spiritual communities we get people who don't say okay yeah i don't you know pretend like it's all light no there's stuff we deal with and as humans if we can't reach out a hand to someone else who's struggling and go just we don't have to fix it for them you know we just have to say I hear you, oh, let me hold you up a little bit while you do your work. So I think you know that's what I love about the community you create is there is that place for all to be wherever they are, and it's part of the joy of being part of holding some light. Um, and you know, just remember, I would just say for everyone who, you know, has issues. And I think we all do, you know, I don't think any of us are done. It's just, you know, just remember that asking for help, be it from spirit, from the sacred or from people is this is a beautiful thing. It is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign that you're here, you're human, and you want to walk your path. So I think that's really important. Awesome.
0: All right. Okay. (laughs) Thank you very much.